0: Our mission at Share Your Story is to preserve the human story through video with a product that we call the Personal Video Time Capsule.
1: I'm remembering things that I haven't remembered in a long time.
0: When I was 17 years old, I looked at my grandfather and I realized I knew nothing about him. So I set up I sat this little dinky camera I had at the time and I pressed record and I said, Grandpa, sit down, I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. I was
2: 43, I used to go from farm to farm to get food. And then, I left the front door, they dropped a bomb.
0: I realized after, after delving into my grandfather's story, that other people probably needed this too.
1: It was like he's still here, you know. Um, we played it as like a surprise, in a sense, at the funeral. I didn't turn around, but you could just hear everyone was like...
0: <sighs> and I think that's just so important for everybody who has grandparents, or family for that matter, to do a time capsule because it really connects you and really bridges those family generations. My name is Nathaniel Lingard, and I want to help you share your story.
3: Okay, when you put rules, you create more sin. As a matter mm. of fact, you give the devil power yep. when you add more rules. Seen it. Okay. Because from yep. the very beginning, if there was no rule there, Satan would have nothing to trick Eve with. Yep. Yeah. But because there was a rule there, mm. Romans chapter seven that says is a true the law fact. was causing sin to come out of mm. me because they were rules. So when you start adding rules, you're gonna create more problems, right? So I saw in the mall years ago. Yeah. An evangelist running for her life. So I'm looking for a fire. I recognize her from afar and she hiding behind pillars. Stop. <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with you?" The reason why I'm wearing pants is because I was like, "What?" Explain accent. yourself. Oh, I said I didn't even know you were wearing pants, yeah. but now I know why you're running up and down the mall for. Yeah. Because you think I'm going to go back and tell pastor. I, I cut her off in the past. I'm like, "Why are you running so fast for me?" <laughs> It's a It's
4: listening. Thank you so much for tuning in on a weekly basis to listen to us girls and guests speak about such crazy topics, relatable topics. And I hope that all of you guys walk away with something that can change your perspective for the good. Yes. Today, we are at the table with my best friends in Christ. Because you guys, you guys were all given to me through God. And I'm at the table with my best friend Zanya.
1: Nice.
4: Hello, everybody. Nice. Welcome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful
4: co-host Brittany Miller, right. aka yeah. I'm a bad bee. And we are also at the table with Pastor Daniel Winter for a second episode. He made it.
3: Yeah. I made it. <laughs> made <the>
4: <laughs> yes. yes, and. Yeah. Today, I think that this is a great time to speak about this topic that we're going to bring forth to you guys today, because we are in COVID, the pandemic, and how have you guys been dealing with um, COVID, just in terms of work, in terms of just not being able to go outside? Um, Definitely coping. I would say
1: that's the easiest word. That's the first word that comes to my mind, Mm -hmm. just finding ways to cope. So it hasn't been horrible because I've had to work harder I think to find things to
4: do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, you know, I I miss going outside for sure. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And so during COVID, we have all around the world lost a lot of loved ones. Mm. And I think this is a great time to speak about the topic of death because the goal of this episode is for people to perceive death in a more positive way. And know that death is a beautiful transition and it's not always a dark place that you need to be in, you know? Precisely. Yeah. So I'm going to go way back. Um, I was really, 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 really close with Jordane, yes, who is Uncle Dan's son. Mm-hmm. And he passed away. And I remember... The, the month that he passed away or the week, and you were able to go and literally speak to a congregation right. of people the same week that your son just passed away mm-hmm. and transitioned. And I just have a really great question for you. Just like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I could never do that, especially losing a child or just a friend or a partner. Yeah. Um, So what brought you through that time because that was a time that was unexpected by all of us?
3: Right. Excellent question. I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, I had several speaking engagements, actually. Mm -hmm. I had to go to Jourdain's high school to deal with the grieving students there.
4: Wow. Uh Yeah.
3: Because they were just like, just not motivated to do anything. Yeah. And so the principal said, you know, are you able? And uh, I said, "Yeah, I think I can." And I went in there, and uh, we spoke to all the kids there, and it was, it was tough, man. It's, I'm not going to sit here and act like it was easy. Yeah, I mean, when you lose your kid, you know what I mean, especially when you're a young man who didn't have a father. And you took it very personally, mm-hmm. right? So I just remember when I used to go on the uh, field trips and uh, my father would mm-hmm. be Vietnamese because I would share Dewey's father. Mm-hmm. You know, the father who used to pull out nuts up out of his pocket and give me and some. Just- and I'm like, where did you get those nuts from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, but it wasn't my father. And I took that personally. Mm-hmm. And I said, when I get older, if I have a kid, even with a prostitute, I'm staying there mm-hmm. because of how I felt like not having a dad. So when you lose your own son, that's like you're a, you're a tree stump and you got one branch and it gets torn off. And so it was the worst experience ever. Um, I have to say that God kept me through that process. That's, that's all I could really say because every day felt like a dream. It felt mm-hmm. surreal. You ever go to bed and you think it's, it was just a nightmare and you wake yeah. up mm-hmm. and you run to your kid's room and it's like, yeah. oh my nightmare. God, it's not a nightmare. It's for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty surreal and um it was it was definitely a, a a strengthening point in my life in terms of uh realizing that I didn't have the strength that I needed, because uh, let me back up a little bit. Sometimes we go to church and we play church, and we're not yeah. really practicing. A, we're not yeah. really practicing and, yeah. Yeah. and and something happens and you realize just how weak you are. Mm. and then when you have the revelation of God's strength in your life, because you know you couldn't do what you just did outside of the grace of God, that's that's when you see things differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was the turning point of my observation of this God who I was praising and singing to all these years, really singing just hot air out of my mouth because I didn't know who God was. Mm -hmm. I I had not experienced God until that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So he carried me through. Long story, long answer. Thank you. He carried me through.
4: Yeah. And thank God and thank you for just being encouraging to the youth and family and friends during that time. like. I remember that time, like, it was literally yesterday, like, especially after his death, there were mm. so many youth that oh my came gosh. to church. Oh, my gosh. Do you wow. remember, yeah. Mom? it was crazy. There were so many people. Yeah, yeah. There, there were a couple so
3: of thousand many... at the funeral. It was yes. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That funeral was mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, yeah, Insane.
4: Yeah. So I yeah. commend you for your strength.
3: Yeah. They and actually told me not to do the, um, the eulogy because they said, there's no way you're going to be able to do this. And I thought, mm-mm, this is my boy. Like, yeah. I, I, I can have, do this. Yeah. yeah. So I went up there and gave a speech uh, from my heart. Didn't write anything down because that's my, that's my youth, man. That's, that's my kid. your
4: son. That's yeah. my king. You know Amen. what I'm saying?
3: So yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So we, we belted out a beautiful speech. And um, like I said, the grace of God, yeah. man, that's, that's all I can say. If I, if I took credit for it, I'd be lying. Mm-hmm. It's just God that lifted me and carried me through.
1: Mm-hmm. In all can I-, I, can I ask mm-hmm. you in that like actual moment or in when that was all happening, like, Mm -hmm. did you feel like your faith was shaken or like, Mm -hmm. as, like, as, as much as you were like, oh, I'm not as maybe as strong as I thought, like, was there a part of you that was like, oh, like, it doesn't work or whatever I was doing, like, what am I doing? You know, like,
3: because I don't feel strong right now. Like, Yeah. I knew you guys would bring the hard questions (laughs) today. Yeah, no, amazing question. It it absolutely rocked my faith Mm -hmm. because I had a fake belief that you know God knew my story and He knew how I felt about not having my father there, Mm -hmm. and so I had this fake story in my head that said, "God, you would never, you would never do
4: that to me, right?"
3: Because you know I couldn't Mm -hmm. go through it, right? But the fact is you never know who you are and you never know how much strength you have on the inside.
4: Until until you're placed in the Until that.
3: you're placed in the fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when you come out, you can come out like diamonds, gold, but you don't know what you are until you go through the process, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I was one of God's diamonds. And I gotta tell you guys something, man. I wasn't I wasn't exactly living right, to be honest with you, in the mm-hmm. church. Like I was mm-hmm. living a fool's life, man. You know what I mean? Like talk about fake Christians. That was me, number one fake guy. And so to me, why would God even I kind of felt guilty like mm. that's why you're punishing me mm. because I, I was walking a crappy life right but then afterwards when his strength carried me, I was conflicted because it was like, whoa, you' you're actually carrying me through and I was actually you know being comforted when I shouldn't have been comforted. It was so conflicting because mm-hmm. you feel like at times you should be broken and miserable but there's still a hope in you yeah and so it was in that mess that God began to reveal. I love you even though you were an idiot in church. Mm. I love you even though you were faking it with me and every praise was just fake and everything you were doing was fake and you know how you were living. Now this tragedy strikes and I'm going to carry you through and I'm going to show you, I'm going to reveal things to you. And you know, he really did reveal some stuff to me because if you guys remember, there was a party that took place maybe a couple of weeks afterwards mm-hmm. and a kid was shot at the party. Yep. Well, the Lord spoke so firmly to me and said that was going to be your, yours and also said to me that I didn't kill him, I saved him. I saved him. It's a hard, that's a big one. It was tough. But to be honest yeah. with you guys, I was raising a monster in my kid mm. because of my own shortcomings. And, mm-hmm. and what I lacked in my life, I taught him to be a green-eyed money monster. Mm. So if it was snowing outside, I'd say, Jordan, look outside. What do you see? He'd say, snow. I'd say, look again. And he'd be like, money. Because he knew I can go shovel snow and make money. So he was mm. all about that money. Yeah, And, and the heart that he had... He would do anything. I mean, he was selling knockoffs from China. After he died, all his friends were like, yeah, this is what Jordan did. I was like, he did all that? How did he do all that when he was grounded for 99% of his life? (laughs) All the time. How did he get out of the house? I had him on lock, but he he found his ways to get out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I, I actually, in my ignorance, created a monster, a money monster. And he would have been either killed or something tragic, and the Lord took him home early as a as a gift to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and when the Lord told me that, it brought so much peace to my heart
4: mm-hmm.
3: that, okay, because if, if he had been killed, been, I don't know what the heck would have happened, to be yeah, honest with you. I don't is. know which way things would have gone. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to think about it. And, and the people that would have you know, done whatever. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, cause when, when he died, people called me and said, who, who killed him? Who killed him? Who do we got? Who do we got to go kill? Yeah. yeah. Said, no, They're man. so quick. Dude, you can't kill God. Relax. Yeah. God took him. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was definitely an emotional roller coaster where God revealed himself in that mess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he carried me through. So back to your question. Um, I did, you know, at first feel like, how could this happen? And then I felt guilt. And then, in all the guilt and all the emotions, I felt peace and joy and comfort, where I should not have had peace, joy, and comfort. It was the weirdest thing.
4: And it's so hard too. I feel like when someone close to you dies, it's like you kind of feel guilty for being happy when they're gone. Oh, you Mm -hmm. said that's a huge one. Mm -hmm. I was
3: perplexed, like. When we did the funeral, and you know, I did the eulogy. Like, I didn't have any sadness in my heart. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, afterwards, I did because watching the casket go down and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. but I was like, how could I feel this way right now? It was so weird. But again, I realized that uh, somehow, some way, God was carrying me through the process. I know it was God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First time meeting God in a forceful manner was with His love. Forceful manner. Yeah.
2: Was yeah. there any point where like you felt numb? Um, numb. To where, like, you just don't feel nothing. Like, yeah, you're in disbelief, but, like, you just don't Yeah, like, you don't yeah. even feel react because that is one of, like, the reaction. With, the stages yeah. of grief. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I
3: think that when he died, because I remember he died in my arms, right? So when he died, I was looking at him. He was looking at me, and his eyes were saying, Dad, help me. And I was me. like, oh, my God, I can't help you. I don't know what to do. And um, knowing he was dying, I, I, I lost my hearing. And I completely zoned out. They said I was screaming. I didn't even know I was screaming. And uh, the ride to the hospital, I was just like, nah, God, this can't happen. There's no way. Mm -hmm. There's just no way this is happening. And so I would say that I zoned out between that moment where he died in my arms and and the ride to the hospital. That's Mm -hmm. blank to me. I don't know Mm -hmm. what happened at that time, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, I zoned out. I did zone out for sure. It was so tragic. And remember, I had a false belief. This would never happen happen to me. There's no way God would do that to me. No way. No way.
4: Never see it coming. No, no,
3: no. Never, never, never. But uh, yeah, I I definitely zoned out Mm -hmm. at that time.
4: Yeah. So when um, individuals transition um, from life to death, do you believe that there is an in-between prior to getting to heaven?
3: Like a waiting area?
4: Yeah. Hmm. Like, Like another life before... The trumpet sounds
3: kind of way. Yeah. So to be honest with you, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Pastor Dan don't know. And uh, I don't try to guess.
4: Mm -hmm. Does
2: it say somewhere in the Bible?
3: The Bible talks about um, sort of an in-between before Christ came and and died for everybody. So when the Old Testament saints died, they went down to hell but hell was divided in two. So you had a good side of hell called paradise and you had a hell side, a fire side. So there was a parable that uh, that Jesus gave about a rich man and a man named Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And when the rich man died, he went to the hell side. When Lazarus died, it was the poor man. He went to the paradise side. And the rich man said, hey, man, it's hot over here. Can you just dip your your, your finger in water and touch my tongue? because Damn. It's so hot. Right. It was so hot. Mm-hmm. And Abraham responded and said, you know we can't come over there because there's a giant fire wall of fire. And there's a big gap. And there's a big abyss, a hole there. You know, we can't come over there. So the guy says, well, at least send Lazarus back to tell my brothers that this place exists. And so the dialogue went back and forth. But the whole point is there was a holding place at that time. But according to the Holy scriptures, Jesus, when he died, went down to that place and he led those that were captive, captive. And he took them with him to the higher level. Interesting. Yeah. So that good place is oh, empty now. And now it's only a hellish place where souls apparently that didn't uh, respond to the call. Now, I will say this, uh, if you know Christ at all as your Lord and Savior, and forget about whether he's black or white, that's a stupid argument because the body was just a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And none of the Old Testament people argued over the body of the lamb. They didn't care. But it just had to be a perfect sacrifice as far as the sin condition. Mm -hmm. If you have any understanding of Christ as your Lord, then you are hand-selected. You were hand selected before you said, Let there be light. So if you weren't hand selected, you wouldn't know how to say, Okay, let me let me follow this Lord here. You wouldn't yeah. know how. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah,
4: because um, you know, grew up in the church that uh spoke heavily on speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. which I am not against. I mm-hmm. still believe that speaking in tongues is a gift. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed it plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but one thing that did scare me when mm-hmm. I was younger was, you know if you don't speak in tongues, you're not going to heaven. And that was one thing that literally scared me because then I think about like my grandma and I'm just like, she's Catholic. Like, is she, is she going to heaven Mm -hmm. because she doesn't speak in tongues and Catholics don't tarry at the altar, you know? So that was one of my confusions growing up. And I just wanted to know, like, is that true or is that just meant for, I think it's so interesting because
1: I, like, I also, like, I grew up Catholic, I guess, Anglican, like, yeah. So I, it's just interesting that you're saying this because I'm like, I have my own, like, things that I grew up that are deep rooted of like, oh, if you do that, you're going to go to hell. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, but I've never heard that before. Like, I I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know what Pentecostal church means like at all. So I think it's, it's just interesting. But yeah, to answer your question, I think, yeah, the the contrast of like religions. Yes. That's
2: funny though, because it is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So like It's funny how different religions, I guess, don't stress tongues, even though it's in the Bible. Yeah, or focus on certain things. The the same book. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm just like, yeah, denominations and religions. Like, I'm not a religion denomination person. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 yeah, Because everybody's kind of picking and choosing what they kind of want. Want to focus on. In the Bible. But yeah, I grew up in a church where if you don't speak in tongues, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're pretty much not filled and like it took. That's what yeah, kind of don't drove have a connection with God away from not away from the church, but mm-hmm. kind of like scared me enough to be like, well, like I kind of gave up. Like I tried, I gave up. Mm-hmm. Ball in my eyes at the altar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't even that get was me started me. because that they, was they had us at the altar like bobbleheads going <laughs> like, back and <laughs> forth. They got one guy screaming Hallelujah, one <laughs> yeah. screaming Jesus. You're like Hallelujah, you, That was and that was and it. And, they're, and they're like you're almost there as if they. These are Holy Ghost experts.
4: That's it! Yes.
3: (laughs) I'm like, are y'all crazy? You know, after tearing your your mouth dry... your lips stuck in the top or your gum. you're like
4: tired you
3: know I'll tell you a true story it's
4: embarrassing <laughs> when you don't end up receiving it
3: oh my gosh I feel
4: like I didn't do it right like, yeah, yeah yeah. Like, you know my heart so I, I hope this yeah.
3: I hope this kid doesn't tune into your show but there was this one kid yeah <laughs> and he was doing the whole I feel like I know what you're talking about oh my god. And and I remember he got beaten up because a few of the people in the church, the ministers, were slapping him in the belly and oh
4: my goodness. slapping him in the face. I was like,
3: man, you're taking a beating. But I was standing beside him and he was he was doing it, doing it with one eye open. He looked at me. And he goes, he, I was Brother Dan back then. He goes, Brother Dan, did I get it yet? I said, no, nah, man, you didn't get it. I said, You didn't get
4: it. That's <laughs> no, so no. heartbreaking. No, <laughs> <Yo>, it's like <laughs> so, you failed. You actually feel know. like you failed because like they give you this whole manual, you know, fast, attend Bible service or youth night, you know, all <laughs> this stuff. All. And I did it. I yeah, did it. And yeah. I remember like one night where my best friends at the time in church, like they all got it one mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. one night, Justin, Yolanda, mm-hmm. Christina. On and I'm night. just like, <laughs> I'm there. And I'm just like, like, I'm going to hell. I'm like, I'm going to <laughs> hell. I'm like. I did everything right. Like I didn't do any, and I even asked them like, what did you do? Like, how did you feel? And still like, I just felt so, um, neglected Mm -hmm. and like felt not special anymore. Cause Mm -hmm. like, as soon as Mm -hmm. they got to that level, I felt like you get a different treatment in the church too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very dangerous. Opposed
4: to someone who doesn't, who isn't filled with the Holy Ghost. And that's what scared me away from going to my church. It's just like, okay, like, is this real? Like, is yeah. this real love, I mean?
3: Right. You right. know? It's very dangerous because what happens is when an individual puts so much emphasis on getting to a certain level, uh, when they get there, there's a sense of pride. And also, not only that, but they feel like, I've arrived. Mm-hmm. I've arrived, and now I'm here. This is it. Holier than I've thou. And I made it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm in. And so, they, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. right? So they, they generally they don't do I'm anything else to get higher, right? Mm. Because there's other gifts, there's other gifts. yeah, And so course. they just kind of stay complacent and live sinful lives. And when they do sin, they say, well, last and I spoke in tongues, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still good, right? Mm-hmm. False sense of security. If my salvation, and I know I'm going to be killed by a lot of people, but if my salvation depends on my tongue, then that minimizes the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Too. Right? Mm -hmm. Talk about it. You're going to leave it to my tongue after you came through the generations and you had this great plan and you chose me before you said, let there be light. And you came and you were brutally crucified, nailed to a cross Mm -hmm. for my life. And all that depends on that.
1: Yeah. My tongue.
3: You're right. My silly little tongue. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yep. And when you really look at it, I don't want to get too deep here, but someone looked at the book of Acts. The book of Acts is a historical book. If you read the first line in Acts, you'll see that Luke is writing to a man named Theophilus. He's telling Theophilus what happened in the early church. Mm -hmm. That means it's not a doctrinal book. It's a historical book. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if I tell a story about how I woke up, put my shoes on, and went to the store... You can't teach that as if that's what you have to do every day.
4: Yeah. Because
3: I'm not teaching yes. it to you that way. Right. I'm telling you what I did. Mm. Right? And the reason why God in his wisdom used one sign is because there were different groups. So you had the Samaritans, you had the Jews, the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And if he gave the Gentiles healing and the Jews miracles and the, the uh, Samaritans tongues, they wouldn't unite. Yeah, They wouldn't know we're all under the same banner. Mm-hmm. So he just used one particular sign. For all the groups, so they all knew we're all together, we're all one. We're all one. But if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it'll tell you that the Holy Spirit gives the gifts severally as he will. So is the Bible contradictory? Because someone's saying he has to give tongues first. That's not true. There's no scripture that says that. The Holy Spirit will give you whatever he wants to give you mm-hmm. because he's the giver of the gift. Mm-hmm. So I asked a minister once, I said, so what if somebody prophesies before they spoke in tongues? Well, I don't know what spirit they're prophesying on. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, what are you talking about? So some genius saw that they spoke in tongues here, 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 and here. And rather than seeing the brilliance of the Holy Spirit and uniting the different factions uh, and by giving them the same gift, they said, oh, so that's how it has to be. You have to speak in tongues. Well, if you read the book of Acts, there's a lot of contradictions because Peter went to Cornelius's house and, and they weren't even baptized and they spoke in tongues. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, so Peter said wow. in Acts 2.38, repent that's, and be baptized. That's, that, that's the what they verse use. that got me
2: like mm-hmm. questionable. Because it's like, be, repent, be baptized and be filled with And the then whole. you're going to be filled. Yeah. And then you will. You got crazy, right. Right. On that? right. And Thank it you. wasn't until like maybe last year, mm-hmm. I was reading through um, Paul. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was in Timothy or wherever, but he was talking about the Holy Ghost. Yeah. the Holy Spirit and saying how. That is a gift, yeah, but for those who have that, not to use it as like to show it off and basically mm-hmm. see, like, if you don't get this, oh, like, that's so satanic, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And Can you imagine that?
2: It was, mm-hmm. I don't, I wish I remembered the book and the verse. This is why I need to start learning, that's okay, remembering not, my you, verses. But you, you
3: don't have to remember the verses, you know, just get, the I just concept. remember, yeah, yeah, and I was just go. like,
2: I finally felt like, okay, like, not mm-hmm. so. Not so yeah. strong on yeah. that, and trying to yeah. work on Exensitive my relationship audience. with God and yeah. work on I've,
3: that. I've gone to conferences where I've heard people say, "If you didn't speak in tongues, don't, don't, don't talk to me." And I'm like, "Christ would never yeah, do that, man!" Would, like they're right. And so when I questioned that church. kind of theology, it, it got me a lot of backlash. But I knew something was wrong, though. Right? I knew something was very wrong because, uh, you know, the grace of God is is far greater than that.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're telling little children this, mm-hmm. you know. So like you're yeah, you're instilling fear. Yeah. into children. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that Brittany yes. was talking to um, me about. Yeah. So again, I like you said, like I'm not somebody who
1: maybe is like um what's the word that you use? Like very like religious, religious in the sense and of like, like denominations yes, and denomination. Yes. Like, denomination, mm-hmm. that's what I was looking for. Um yeah, like I, I don't identify in that kind of way. But mm-hmm. I have my own spiritual, you know, connection and journey that I'm continuously you know, evolving from, mm-hmm. and for me personally, my faith was actually really shaken when I lost my dad. So mm-hmm. it's been like a building block for mm-hmm. me to try to sort of hear that, yeah, yeah, to find that again because it was like one of those situations where I was there, I was in it, you know, mm-hmm. I was a mm-hmm. part of it. So I just didn't understand how I deserved that, and mm-hmm. like you were saying, yeah. like you yeah. know, yeah. I went through all yeah. those kind of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I had an interesting like perspective. Um I was watching this show, and this woman she said how she wants a man that's um, a God-fearing man because she's a God-fearing woman. And that phrase has always been something that kind of like made me, I guess, feel uncomfortable when talking about God because I just don't, I just don't see why we would want to fear someone that loves us or Mm -hmm. something that loves us. Like I just... For me, I just don't understand where that comes from. And right, like right. maybe yeah. you could like give me a perspective on mm-hmm. kind of like that phrase yes. of yes. being God like a God-fearing mm. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I
3: hope the context of that <coughs> sentence would be you know respect, respect for God as opposed to fear, yeah. because mm-hmm. that would be contradictory to what the word says, which is fear is not of God. Like exactly. God doesn't come at us with fear. Mm-hmm. But when we come to God, we're supposed to be we're supposed to have a mind of peace, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. So fear is not of the Lord. And remember. I don't know about y'all, but I can't serve a God who rolls out his movie and doesn't know who's going to be saved or not saved. That's mm-hmm. crazy to me. He already hand-selected everybody he wants. Mm-hmm. You have extras and you have stars. Mm-hmm. And if you have come to the knowledge of Christ, you're a star mm-hmm. and he knows how to bring you through. All you got to do is trust in him. And, and, and some people are in situations where they're smoking drugs or, or alcoholics and they're like, oh my God, if you can call Christ your Lord... If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you couldn't do that unless the Holy Spirit drew you. Yeah. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Yeah. Read First Corinthians twelve. So the fact that you call Jesus Christ Lord. I need to serve a God that knows how to bring me through. If you chose me, bring me through. Mm -hmm. And so we can rest in the fact that, you know what, I don't have to beat myself up. I just have to keep telling God, you could bring me through. Yeah, dwell in Him. Because one thing when I first came to church, I I used to sell weed. Yes, I sold weed. A lot of weed. I smoked weed, Mm -hmm. and I I sold weed to support my habit. And I'd come come into church—I know you didn't know this, but I'd come into (laughs) church— High as a kite, boy, and I, I, I'd be like, man, this church is hype. <laughs> and, and, and you know, when they told me that, you know, you can't smoke weed, I was like, whatever. God gave us weed; it's natural. He it was on salt from the weed. earth. What you talk exactly? I was <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? All I said was God you know, you know, if I'm supposed to do this or not, so help mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. And I had no worries about it because I, I sincerely told God, if you want me off this, you'll take me out. Yeah. And he did on his time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't someone telling me or you couldn't tell me not to do what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, but I personally went to God and say, if this is wrong, you're going to show me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't show me right away. I smoked enough weed after that, but mm-hmm. I smoked it with no guilt because I knew I put it in his the, hands, yep. and he would bring me through, and he did. One day, I just lost the taste. It was it was miraculous. Wow! Right, miraculous. I'm telling. Yeah. You. Is that a word? More miraculous. Yeah. Miraculous. yeah. <laughs> right. So so a lot of people, because of the religious people and the rules that they put on you, yeah. and the standard that they try to make you uphold that they can't even uphold, and they beat you on your head Let's with talk it,
4: about it, mm-hmm. right?
3: And now now you're you're condemning yourself, and God saying, oh, but I knew you. And you think you think that what you're doing caught me by surprise? I, mm-hmm. know, I know your beginning and your end. Yeah, and I chose to, you. Yeah. So so stop listening to other people and just mm-hmm. let me bring you through. Trust mm-hmm. me on this, right? So we've we've developed through religious minds, old school minds, this mindset that God is this terrible God. We misunderstand the loving grace of an Almighty God. Mm-hmm. I think we don't understand how much God loves we us. We don't that
1: unconditional love that we we're always. He's not. About, he's he not a
4: human. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like. Us yeah. like yeah. mindset wise. Right?
3: Beat you over the head and yeah. You know what I judge mean? us so quick. Well, and- you you know, if you guys get a chance, read the story of Samson in the Bible. Samson. Love this. You read right? Yeah, yeah. He was chosen of God. But he did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wanted to marry a Gentile bride from the Philistine camp. And they were like, his parents was like, why do you want a woman from the Gentiles? like, you know, we can't intermarry like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I want her. He was so brash, right? Because he's mm-hmm. super strong, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you read that story, the story says that, that, that what they didn't know, his parents, is that God was seeking an occasion against the Philistines. Mm-hmm. So God was behind it. Right, so we can't even look at someone and judge them because you have no idea, like like Samson's people did. They handed him over to the enemy yeah. because they misunderstood his calling. And the funny thing is, when you look at the life of Samson, he was angry. Mm-hmm. He 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 went against his brothers. He he went and married a Gentile bride. He was still walking in the footsteps of Christ mm-hmm. because Christ came and married a Gentile bride, the Church. Christ came and was sold out by his brothers. Right? Christ came and he was he was uh, he killed more people in his death. Than he did when he was alive. Samson yeah. killed more in his death. If you read that story, you'll see how we can misunderstand a person's life. That's why we can't judge nobody. Mm-hmm. Take your mouth off, people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't look at someone. Keep your eyes in your lane or else yep. you'll be disqualified from your own race. True right get
4: distracted
3: you get distracted don't be looking in someone else's so backyard true. yeah and worried about what's there when your backyard needs tending to right mm. yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying Cut your grass. right Hi. right, Hi. right? Hi. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so so i wish people would just you know uh be more more loving especially the the church
2: mm-hmm. the church they're supposed to display that love that you know christ yeah wants us to right. do and it's like I get it. They want us to live this certain way, mm-hmm. but it's just like you throw your, ju- you're pretty much throwing your judgment yes. at us when yes. you're telling us. Yes. It's not in a learning type way or guiding or trying to mentor type. That's way. right. Not all. I do yes. have some, you know, good <laughs> spiritual <laughs> good. mentors, yeah. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, you know, just within the church, like when I grew up and stuff like that, yeah, just, Oh, you're not supposed to wear earrings. Um, oh goodness. You have, can't wear pants like you know what's but then funny about
3: the jewelry talk? God though? would mm-hmm. come
2: as you come as you are. Yeah. Yeah. And like obviously I'm not gonna come in no tight dress like I'm going right, out. Right. But like you know, like when did
3: Jesus ever say that though? Like never. Oh, I'm sure I heal you, change your clothes. <laughs>
4: never. Yeah, like <laughs> right? never. So, but
3: you you know what? If you read in Ezekiel around chapter 14, I'm guessing here, okay. We'll look it up for yourself. But um, God describes what he did to Israel and he says, I cleaned you up. Nobody was there for you. I grew you. I adorned you. Mm-hmm. It says, I gave you earrings for your ears. I wow. gave you a necklace. Why would God use that terminology if that was wicked?
2: Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about
3: that. Yeah. Right? He said, I put, in some translations, he said, I put a nose ring in your nose. I'm like, nose ring? Wow.
2: Well, in some churches yeah. now, one of my French <laughs> churches, I don't want to name the denomination, because yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm putting it on, but they said it's um, of slavery,
3: yeah, they'll make, the reasoning. they'll make up anything. They'll
2: make up. Give me a break. And That's what I mean with the rules and the different. Yeah. But how the, how
3: many years was slavery? That was, yeah, after and that's not Christ the
4: intention like, behind on. why people get ear, you know piercings nowadays. Yeah, like, they're like, so like, not
3: thinking about slavery. You can
1: write so many reasons. <clears> but like, in you history, know how they tag people. cows?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's- I know. I'm, I'm I was just, just. I hear no, you. I, know. I hear you. I'm just saying that that came so far after the the Old Testament. and Christ so to, to to use that is ridiculous I heard they said well the reason why we told women not to wear uh, pants is because of the women's liberation movement what are you talking about that? what <laughs> Making does that have to things. do with the Lord they just make up they're, stuff yeah, they're right? just, yeah. the and
4: they want to run their own world when you can't run that Like you can't run that aspect of the realm within well, Jesus you're Christ right. You're like, exactly. You, it's not your world
3: well you create more sin Okay, when you put rules you create more sin as a matter of mm. fact You give the devil power when you add more rules. Seen it. Okay? Because from the very beginning, if there was no rule there, Satan would have nothing to trick Eve with. Yeah. But because there was a rule there, Mm. Romans chapter 7 says the law was causing sin to come out of Mm -hmm. me because they were rules. So when you start adding rules, you're gonna create more problems, right? So I saw in the mall years ago an evangelist running for her life. She so I'm looking for a fire. I recognize her from afar. <laughs> and she hiding behind pillars. Stop. Ah! Oh my and I'm God. like, what's she? Okay, so I'm going to go around the shortcut. No. And Evangelist so-and-so. I said, what's wrong with you? Now I don't even know. Up to now, I'm not very observant. She goes, the reason why I'm wearing pants is because I was like, explain yourself. I said I didn't even know you were wearing pants. But now I know why you're running up and down the mall for. Yeah. Because you think I'm gonna go back and tell Pastor that I Mm. saw you wearing pants. Right? But you should have seen this woman sprinting down the mall. (laughs) I cut her off in the past. I'm like, why are you running so fast for man? and she like mess no, done my, oh my, my g- laundry and I they're had to wear you see what they making her do she can't even go she to can't the even go piece. to the mall
1: peace <laughs> so
4: quick to the mall she want oh nice. like <laughs> to slide in her pants and go to the mall i'm like i oh, didn't even know sister. you was
3: wearing pants dear i didn't even see you but now you done sold yourself out <laughs> oh, oh my goodness man. so i told her i'm going straight to pastor i was just joking okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No. Terrified. I was just playing with her it,
3: though. But, terrified. Yeah. but people people will break the rules. You got young girls who would, in front of their parents, leave the home with skirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go in the garage yeah. and change the clothes. I had backpack. a friend. She
1: used to change in my house oh, every I'm, morning. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: yes.
3: Okay. So you know what I'm saying is for real, for real. So yeah. it's just creating an environment where people end up being hypocrites and liars. And if you grow up that way, mm-hmm. then you're going to be an, a mature hypocrite and liar, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And yeah. so we got to get away from the whole rules thing and start to pr- to propagate more love, more love, Amen. Yeah. right? Push love. I, ha- I have a congregants love. that I have a congregant that said, you know, you know, pastor, I, I smoke weed. I'm like, and what? Yeah, like, what no does that one, mean? No what do you want me to do with that?
2: Yeah. Right?
3: Well, you know, I, I'm trying to stop. Okay, then tell God you're trying to stop, and mm-hmm. I'll pray for you as well. But it doesn't make you any less. A person in-, in my eyes, I love you the same way. Mm-hmm. And do you know that person that stop smoking weed eventually. Wow. Yeah. Right uh, now, point. am I supposed to be like, oh, you know, you're going to hell? Because that's what the religious folks say. Mm-hmm. You're going straight to hell. As a matter of fact, they're watching us right now and saying, "He going to hell."
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you going to hell?
3: You he going straight to hell? Yeah. Right, but uh, no, we gotta we gotta be like Christ. Christ never ever ever condemned anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Whether it was the uh, woman who who was caught in the act of adultery. Uh, He started writing in the sand. Christ wrote in the sand. I'm sure Christ wrote, Bob, you know you were with that prostitute last week. Wow. (laughs) Bob took off. Then he wrote again in the sand. We don't know what he wrote, but I'm sure he wrote, Jim, you know you was with that lady. Jim gone. Jim gone. And when they were all gone, Mm -hmm. then he says to the woman, listen, where are your accusers? Do they they not condemn you? He says, no, neither do I. Now go and sin no more, right? Mm -hmm. So we're we're not supposed to condemn, but we're supposed to love people back to health. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
3: a lot of people hate that. They want, yeah. they want the judgment. But if I judge them like that, then you, Mr. Religious Person, I got to judge you like that, too.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? Yeah. Because with the same judgment you judge others, you, you will be judged the same well. way. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And can we talk about God's forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, I just feel like a lot of people hold a lot of guilt they judge themselves, they attack themselves, they shame themselves. Mm -hmm. We put so much pressure on ourselves and we don't give ourselves a break. And I want to um, allow you the space to just give them a message on God's forgiveness and just being still Mm -hmm. and surrendering Mm -hmm. and believing that, you know, with time, all things shall work out for your good.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that the religious stage has been set and people are buying into this whole thing where God is a... Beat you on the head, God, as if God didn't know, as I said before, that you would do what you did. Mm-hmm. God called you, knowing what you did. Everybody fell short of the glory of God. Nobody's higher than anybody else. Yeah. So just because you are alive and you never sinned, and this person sinned all their life,
0: doesn't, doesn't mean make, you're it doesn't
3: make that person better than the one who sinned. Because mm-hmm. you still have the sin problem. Mm-hmm. That means everything this person's doing, you have the potential to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you have sinned. If you never do nothing wrong in your life, you still can't make it into God's heaven. If you, mm-hmm. if you live perfect and you do everything right.
2: What is living a perfect life? Can you life explain without, that? Yeah. Well, that's
3: the thing. Well, what is that? <laughs> I don't know whose standard I'm talking about here, but let's just okay. say you never cursed. You never, let's say you were a philanthropist. You gave to the needy, you gave to the okay. poor. Mm-hmm. You were just this amazing person. You did nothing wrong to anybody. You still can't earn your way into God's heaven. Mm-hmm. God said, the only way you can come in here is by accepting the fact that I paid your price. Yes. I died for you because I love you, mm. right? That's the only way anyone can get into God's heaven is because he loved them first. Mm-hmm. So people will now sit there and they, they know Christ, they love Christ, and yet they fall and they sin and, and they, they don't want to sin. They ask themselves questions like, why am I like this? Why did I do that? You know, I said I wouldn't do this. There's certain things I said I wouldn't do. And here I am doing it again. Mm -hmm. And they just start to come down on themselves. And God is like, listen, I'm not coming down on you like that. Mm -hmm. I chose you. And if you'll just trust me, even in the middle of your mess, watch how I'm going to bring you through. You don't have to be, you know, beat yourself on the head. You don't have to get all, you know, excited over yourself in a negative way. Uh, Just trust me. Yeah. Just trust me, and I'm telling you, when I came into the church, I don't know. Ad might remember. I had gold teeth, man. I had gold teeth. Yeah, really? I, yeah. I'm telling you, I was. I, I,
4: I don't remember that.
0: Maybe I was I, so maybe young, I took it
3: off to come into church. I, I, <laughs> had, I had gold teeth. I had earrings wow. in both ears. I had big chain bracelets. If if anybody told bracelets? me anything, oh my god! If anyone told <laughs> me to take off my stuff, I'd have dropped f bombs all over the front. Row <laughs> of the church. Yeah, I was waiting for You're somebody serious to come. About out. your was like,
2: lifestyle, oh, was. yeah, just come
3: and tell me about how I look. Let me just
2: mm. mash you up and <laughs>
3: <laughs> just come. But it's like God had me covered like this, yeah. And uh, you know, on His timing, He began to reveal things to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the biggest revelations was that I make my jewelry beautiful. I didn't need it anymore, so I needed my jewelry. Not everyone needs their jewelry. Some of you wear jewels because you just like to look nice. Yeah. but when you think it makes you who you are. Then wow. you're a slave to the jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I could have gone to a barbecue in Mississauga from Scarborough. And if I forgot my chain, not going we're going back. Right back. Oh, we're going back. It had me under bondage because I felt like I couldn't be the man I was without the jewels. Mm-hmm. Until the Lord showed me, no, you make the jewels something. That's when I was able to say, okay, you no longer shackle me anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's certain Amen. things that shackle us, that have us bound, that God will deliver you from if yes, you trust him in the process. And not get frustrated because oftentimes we're looking at what they think about us and their opinions. And oh man, so easy to do. Oh man, and once you start looking at people's opinions, people are are dangerous, you know, Mm -hmm. because they'll tell you to do ABC and they can't do ABC. Yeah, Yeah. they'll they'll talk
1: about it and tell you that you can't do ABC, like not knowing anything about it or. You know, not understanding your vision or what you see or what you know is, like, for you. Right, right,
3: right, exactly. So you really, you know, one of the greatest things you could do is pray that God lead you towards people who will help you to grow and not people that will tear you down. But also, if you're around people who are tearing you down, God will still use them, too. Because God is so good, he'll even use them to strengthen you. Because once you stop listening to them, you become a Teflon saint where their words just slide off you. You just got stronger, Mm -hmm. right? So everything works together for your good, right? So even in your failures, Mm -hmm. it's still working for you. It's still working for you. So if we can understand that God is in control and not you in control.
4: Yes. Because
3: how could we have control when I can't even see two seconds from now? I don't know what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Do you know what's going to happen two seconds from now? Nope. You didn't know I would do that, did you? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> right? So how could you lead your life?
4: Yeah.
1: Right?
3: How do we, we can't even see tomorrow. So many people said, I'll see you tomorrow and they die in their sleep. We don't know anything. We mm-hmm. know nothing. So when we realize that our life is in God's hands And that even though we're falling, even though we're messing up, even though we're doing all kinds of crazy stuff, if we turn to God, our Father, and say, Father, you got to help me. He will help you. Mm -hmm. He will help
4: you. Ask and you you. shall receive. Ask and
3: you shall receive. Mm -hmm. Right? Seek, you'll find. Not going to be open. The Bible says this poor man cried and, and the Lord was able to deliver him from all his afflictions. So most times our greatest enemy is not so much the people that are watching us, but it's us.
2: Yeah, It's us it's beating us.
3: ourselves, beating yeah. ourselves over and time. over again. Yeah. Mm. And that's where I always say, and I said it last episode, if God has forgiven you, and you know he has, yes. why won't you forgive yourself? Get mm. up, move, go. Yes. Brush yourself off. God loves you. And we misunderstand God's love. Mm-hmm. He is in control. And if you call Christ your Lord and Savior, then you can rest that he will bring you through. He will bring you through. Take the pressure off yourself. Stop beating yourself because you went back to the weed. Stop beating yourself because you went back to that guy that you know you shouldn't have. Stop beating yourself because you did this thing. Mm-hmm. And learn to say, you know what, God? I put it in your hands and I know, even though I'm struggling, I know you're going to bring me through. Amen. And he will. He and he will. will. He will. I'm living proof.
4: Yes. <laughs> Amen. Testimony.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Well, I
2: have a question.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When, have you ever dreamt your son before like around the close times yeah so like okay because i i dreamt my ann and like i had two dreams and it was kind of like weird and i asked my friend about it too and her okay so i'll just tell you the dream so the first dream Mm -hmm. we were like at some like border walk like bali setting yeah Mm -hmm. and like it was just me by myself walking and i looked towards a band and i saw her she has like really curly fluffy hair Mm -hmm. and she was playing the bongos in the band and she's just waving me to come over so i go over and she's just like I'm about to go on stage. Like, what's my favorite Soca song to dance to? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just naming off Soka songs. She's like, no, that's not it. That's not it. Just kept asking me that. And like, the dream ended. Yeah. Left okay. it like that. Had to go ask my grandma, like, yeah. what's her like song? Like, I thought <laughs> yeah. I knew. And she's saying no? Yeah. And yeah. then the, I had a dream like two weeks after. And so like, she had cancer. Mm-hmm. So she was bald. Right. When she passed and... We were all like, me and her family were just sitting on, me and my aunts and my grandma were sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and she walked in like with her head bald and like had a bright yellow knitted sweater. She didn't say nothing. She just came in, hugged everybody, hugged me and like I bawled and she was just rubbing my back. She like didn't say anything mm-hmm. and then like that was it. Right. And like right. my friend interpreted it like, oh, well, like in the first dream, maybe she was like finding her way like, you know, because I've heard some people say they go through different kind of, like, mm-hmm. lives or such. Stages. Mm-hmm. Stages. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just like, yeah, so when they kind of don't say nothing, they're kind of, like, I guess, at peace. Like, they're letting, you know, like, they're, they're good now. Like, they're at peace. So, like, I liked her advice, too, but, like, I just wanted your take on, like. yeah. Have you ever experienced something like that where you thought maybe he wasn't resting yet or mm. where you felt like that's he was a, peace? That's a, mm. that's a good I'm question.
3: Sorry. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I I wanted to dream my son so bad.
2: Yeah. And everybody else was dreaming my son because
3: you just want that yeah. comfort of seeing the person in the dream, right? mm-hmm. And it was over a year and uh, I didn't dream him. And uh, I was so upset about that because other people were like, oh, I saw him in a dream. Da, 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 da.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm like, God, why can't I dream my kid? Like, I mm-hmm. want to let me see this kid, right? But the fact is, um, according to the Holy Bible, people don't come back from the dead. They generally don't come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a dream of your loved one, it's usually, this is crazy, but it's usually um, not your loved one. And it's usually a deception. Mm-hmm. And so when you see, because you, you so desire to see your loved one, mm-hmm. yeah. you miss them, mm-hmm. right? And so when you dream your loved one, uh, the dream realm is very uh, tricky because the dream realm is your spiritual monitor. Mm-hmm. And long story short, uh, spirits love to enter into human beings. There was a man in the Bible who had uh, probably four to 6,000 spirits in him, and the spirits all identified themselves as legion. Oh, and gosh. how a spirit gets into you <clears throat> is you build the house for the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you have these thoughts and you're putting brick by brick with your thoughts until the house is formed or you're watching pornography brick by brick every day. I'll just take another peek brick by brick until you got a house. Then these Mm -hmm. unclean spirits now will come and it's like you have a light bulb over your head. They realize, ah, there's a house we can dwell in. Now, when they enter into your house that you built in your mind, they will, whatever house you built, let's say it was pornography, that unclean spirit takes on the, the, the overall Um, foundation of your house which was lust and then it becomes a spirit of lust Mm. and then it starts to really make you start wanting to see things that you shouldn't see you'll know I'm out of control I don't want to do this but I can't stop you're under control of a spirit right so in the dream realm it's the same thing these spirits will come and they'll pose as your loved one Right? That's why they say don't do the Ouija board thing,
1: mm-hmm. talking to your loved
3: one, because yeah. you're, the, your the, you're one. No, the, yeah. the Ouija board mm-hmm. becomes a window to hell, mm-hmm. and, and you don't know which de- demon is pretending to be your loved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now it's the same thing with your dreams. When you see your dead deceased in a dream, they want you to get comfortable with that image so that you agree with that image. And if you do, then you're going to start to uh, open yourself up for that spirit to enter into you. Mm-hmm. And so when you mm-hmm. see your loved one in a dream, it's best to say, I I put that dream away. I Mm -hmm. rebuke that dream. Mm -hmm. I don't want that dream.
1: I think it's interesting because it makes me think about, I don't know, like, I, I've heard, like, stories of people where they'll be on, like, the extreme of that where, like, they want to, like, reconnect with a loved one right. so badly mm. that then they start to have, like, you know, hallucinations and yeah. now they're attached yeah. to yeah, like, that right. image that they're right. seeing and that follows yeah. them. Right. And and then now, you know, you wanted this so bad, but now you're having these,
3: exactly. these images it's and terrifying. do you really want
1: to be seeing that all the time? Right. Like, not really. Right. Which right. is, like interesting that you say that, yeah. that it's like, ultimately, yeah, like this spirit does go on and it's like, it gets worse what, what it's is that? House. You mm-hmm. know, when you're yearning for something so bad, mm-hmm. that's, right. that's so you should depressing. be letting go of. Right. Yeah, You should be
3: letting go of. exactly. Yeah. I had one lady who uh, told me that she would see her mother all the time and her mother would give her lottery numbers mm-hmm. and they actually won. The lottery numbers won.
4: Wow. Yeah, oh Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. Like it was a small community lottery, so it wasn't millions, but it, she still mm-hmm. won the jackpot mm-hmm. over and over again. And uh, eventually uh, she told someone else, yeah, I see my mom in a dream. And that same spirit in the dream said you should have kept your mouth shut and disappeared and never never came back (gasps) again, right? So they want you to come into agreement (gasps) with them. That's scary. Yeah, they want you to come into agreement with them. Once you agree with them and you contract in the spiritual realm with an evil Holy. spirit, now they're going to start to bombard your life with yeah. all kinds of... Crap. Because
1: vessel. we are just a vessel, right? A Our vessel. vessels are just vessels. Once the vessel's gone, it's gone. So it's like they're obviously going to take what you can like compartmentalize that person as, Mm -hmm. because that's the Mm -hmm. only way you can remember someone is is that image. So that makes sense that, yeah, they would just use that to manipulate you into, you know,
3: whatever you're feeling. Right. So by the time I saw my son now in a dream, I knew, okay, I don't, I don't want this dream. So when I woke up, it was a nice dream, but I Mm -hmm. said, I I actually put that away. I rebuked that dream. Mm, I don't want that dream. I don't want to communicate with the dead because it's not my son. Mm-hmm. Who is that posing as my son? I don't know. Who's messing with my mind? I don't know. So as as nice as it was to see him in the dream, yeah. I still had to rebuke the dream. Mm. So remember, your dream, your dream realm is your is your monitor into the spiritual realm. Every dream means something, mm-hmm. right? The,
4: I, yeah, I definitely. Every like, dream definitely means something mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also think that like in your dreams, God protects you as well because there were moments where, like for me, like I was looking for my partner who passed away, and I was like, I had a piece of paper with his picture on it. And I was just like, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this wow. guy? And we are in my wow. backyard underneath the towers wow. and everyone was in a lineup mm. going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I imagine it to be heaven or somewhere. Yeah. Um. And this one girl was just like, yeah, like, I think I've seen him before. Like, yeah, just come. Just and come. I was just You're like, right? okay. Yeah. And then once I got closer, one girl was like, no, 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 you can't come. And then I woke up. Mm-hmm. See. So like, yeah, I think that like in certain dreams, God really does like don't go to the lake.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wake That's up. So interesting. Yeah. Wake I, up. Yeah. yeah, I had a dream like that about my dad. I wanted to see him so badly. Like, so said, everyone bad. was telling me, "Oh, I had a dream. I had mm-hmm. a dream." And I was like, "That's yeah. not fair. Like, yeah. what the heck? Like, mm-hmm. why don't I get to see him?" Like, yeah. And then the I finally had a dream, and it was like I uh, used to take the go train a lot, and like mm-hmm. to work and stuff. Um, and I was at the GO train and he's on the other side of the track, but his back is turning for whatever reason. I know that it's him, but yeah. his back is turned. So and then I just kept like begging him to just turn around, I'm like, just look at me. Yeah, like, I just that's know that another okay. thing. And I was like so upset because I was like, why won't you just look at me? I just mm-hmm. want to know you're okay. Mm-hmm. And he never turned around.
4: And honestly, every time I dream him, I can never, yeah. I never see him. Yeah, see or face. fully interact. Like yeah. they don't no. speak to you. Even yeah. if you're like begging them to yeah. speak, yeah. sometimes they just, they don't they don't say a word.
3: You know, I've mm-hmm. he- I've heard I've heard of people who have seen their loved ones in a dream where the individuals have spoken.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never happened. And They're and, and happen when
3: to. that happened, it, it paralyzed them in their sleep. Holy oh. where they couldn't come out of their sleep.
2: Wait, what do you mean talk to them? Oh, that makes in sense. my first one, Luckla was talking to me. Was, mm-hmm.
3: were they talking to you in their normal voice? Yeah. Well, mm. I've heard of individuals who had the same scenario. Who would beg the individuals to talk to them? And when they turned around, the sound they heard put them in a coma.
1: Well, maybe because you didn't have to beg. Do you know what I'm saying? You weren't begging her. I don't even her. know. I don't know what the she rules are. You she just talked,
3: to- yeah, so you knew told- she passed. So you yeah, weren't you was- weren't tricked into thinking that she's alive. No,
2: I knew. I was more like, yeah, what we are always you doing? doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both mm. dreams, I knew yeah. she passed. I yeah. was just like,
3: yeah, in yeah. shock. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I would still rebuke the dream. The dream realm is a very complicated realm. Yeah, and you don't mm. want to play around with that realm. Right? Because these spirits are very tricky. They, they love to come, come, come mm-hmm. with me. Let's go over here. And then I'm telling you, there's people that have been shocked out of their senses. Like I'm talking about, can't wake up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you got to be careful. You mm-hmm. gotta, but as Shalisa as rightly said, you know, children of God, he'll protect you. He will protect Even you. Even in your dream, he protect you. Yeah. Right?
4: hmm. For sure. Thank you so much for coming,
3: Uncle Dan. It's always a pleasure, man. So you guys excited. are amazing. You guys so are excited. rock stars, man. This
4: is great. This
3: I got to get all so your autographs before <laughs> you. Where's the <laughs>
4: Um, Please, shut out your socials. Yes. Yeah. Shut um, out your uh, community. Okay. And invite them.
3: You know, we just started a group a couple of weeks ago called GAME, uh, G.A.M.E. And it stands for God and Money Every Day. That got the religious folks saying, you're going hey. to hell. All right. <laughs> but, but but in 2 weeks we grew to to over 1500 members wow. wow in 2 weeks yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if the game group sees this, get on board with Shalisa and follow this and support this. We're all about Thank supporting you. rising stars. So Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Open Arms Church of Jesus Christ, the church that I pastor. And uh, I don't need to shout out my own socials. because It'll don't be really in the, the description box everybody. below.
4: <laughs> and this is episode one of season three of Shalisa Marie Radio. Catch us back next Tuesday at 6 p.m. And for now... <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yeah, Yay!
2: We had